0: Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at I am Cannabis sativa both S's. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at I C sativa pod you can find and subscribe to our podcast on spotify itunes anchor.fm overcast radio republic colon slash slash fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have five dollar and above tiers if you're feeling extra generous and a special thanks goes out to our current patreons and supporters shout out to our friend Hello, y'all. Dan Scotland here, joining you from Legal Massachusetts, the heartland of America. So, this is take two of this episode. Um, I had recorded this, I want to say, two hours ago, and the audio through OBS was very laggy, choppy. Um, you could only really make out every other word. Um, I went on a forty-minute tear about um the state of cannabis in my legal Massachusetts. Um, which is the heartland of America. Um, so we're gonna try this again. Um, hope, maybe this, maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Maybe this, maybe the second go at this episode might actually be better than what was originally there. Who knows? I'm hoping it is, and I think we we, we can be able to do that. I think we can arrange for the second try to be even better. So let's. Round two. If at first you don't succeed, you try try again. So let's let's do that. Um, as always, I can be found on various different platforms such as uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, iTunes, Anchor FM, and other platforms like it. And I can be found on IC Sativa Pod on the Twitter. I can be found at I am Canvas Sativa and Instagram, and the Patreon link is right there as well too. So. Okay, we'll put everything in the description so you have access to it. So, without further ado, let's try this again. All right, so before I start off with the episode or whatever, um, I wanted to, 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 to I wanted to talk about um a conversation I had with one of the front people of um putting of putting the question four which legalized adult use cannabis in massachusetts jim borizani was one of the one of the heads of putting question four which passed by uh 54 percent of the vote 50 I think 53 point something 54 percent it got it, it ended up passing and um also put i'll also put a link to that episode in the description as well to um I was at the 2017 CWCB and they were gracious enough to do a panel on how they were able to get question four and uh, on the ballot and how they were able to get it to pass. Um, I feel like this is a very useful episode. Um, If you're in New Zealand and you're an activist and you're trying to get your adult use to pass, um, I feel like that's a very helpful episode because they, 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 they swam in those waters before. So they would know how to navigate um, getting an initiative pass and um, they can help you guys out with what you're doing in New Zealand as well. So I'll put that in the description too. But all right. Okay, so Jim initially said that about the, the closing of the cannabis stores, he said that Okay, so here's his tweet. There is another aspect to this. So he was resp- he was replying or responding to um, Dan Adams, who's of the Boston Globe, and Sonia Chang Diaz, who's a state senator who's been working in the interest of cannabis users. She's a pretty progressive. She's been doing a lot of good work. But that's so that's the
1: context of the convo. But uh, let's look at it again. All right, so this this is not the article we're gonna read but it's but um okay so this
0: lawmaker so Senator Chang Diaz said that Charlie Baker did not respond to the repeated requests from le- legislators for an explanation of why banning out of state from buying adult use in Massachusetts would be unconstitutional. Um, again, the judge in in the recent ruling that cited what Baker said that under emergency powers, Baker has the authority to be able to ban um, to be able to restrict adult it use just Massachusetts people. He has the full blown authority to do it, and. You Know he could have done it and he didn't do that because he 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 hates cannabis, he holds it in contempt, he looks at it as a deadhead drug like most of our politicians do. So, but um, but Senator Sonia Chang Diaz has been having our back. Um, so this is your response to sort of the article. So, there's another aspect to this if Massachusetts governor hadn't pressed it pressure the CCC to drop its early intent to consider delivery license such services would likely be available now helping businesses and consumers while creating opportunities for less capitalized operators and
1: I, I reinforce that tweet by saying that to do, do bear with me one moment with the sack you just lost technology Almost there Bear with me. So yeah. um, Okay. So my tweet was
0: don't forget mass AGO mass uh, attorney general, more Healy and mass governor teaming up to delay that and lounges. So in 2018, the canvas control board was looking into allowing um, on-site consumption and allowing delivery and in, and when that was going on we were getting press from 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 other states like there are other states writing about us that oh Massachusetts looks like they're moving on this cannabis consumption lounge stuff and they might have delivery before California or they might have it they they might get to the punch before a bunch of other states but oh no um our 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 public officials and never want this legal that includes the governor charlie baker that also includes um it also includes the mass attorney general maura healy because like i said two years ago they teamed up together they told the they sternly told the mass control board slow the f down allow just open the shops and don't do delivery because it's it's public safety problem or we have to walk before we can crawl but well, no they were just it was just posturing it was just we don't like this drug we think it's for dead heads and low lives we don't want more dead heads and low lives in Massachusetts so we're going to slow and delay things under the guise of public safety that's been their MO these four years that's been what they've done that's been, one, that's been what they've been about the, the entire time that they've been in power in the state. They've us with nothing but contempt and nothing but disrespect on a constant basis. Okay. And to all the adults and all the idiots like, Oh my God, he would be such a good governor. You, she doesn't take, she doesn't take my um concerns seriously as a voter, a taxpayer and a patient. And a cannabis consumer she doesn't take my concern seriously I don't take giving her a promotion seriously how about them apples I don't take giving governor Baker a re-election in two years seriously I don't take that seriously and I'll I'll vote against him a third time you'll probably you'll probably get reelected, but he's not gonna get my vote a third time
1: I'll vote against him again okay again like I've said in previous episodes we have to
0: really borrow lessons from other movements as cannabis users. We have to borrow from the LGBTQ community, where, like, I always bring up this example, but, like, I want to say five years ago, there was this person, there was this person or this lady called, I mean, name, I'm trying to think of her name. I think it was Kim Davis or whatever. She was over in Kansas, and um, it was her job as, like, a city worker to, or city clerk or whatever it was to approve marriage, marriage licenses, no matter what the, no matter what the adult consensual marriages are. So if it's, you know, if it's a, a straight marriage or a gay marriage, you have to approve it as long as it's, it's, it's two consenting adults. But she didn't, she didn't want to do her job because um she, she had an animus against gay people. And um she, she refused to grant marriage licenses to gay couples. And five years ago, when this was happening, it was all over the news. And the gay community made an example out of her. Like, she can't even get elected dog elected catcher for her discrimination now. Like, she can't even do that now. Like, who who wants to hire that woman after... they They, they made it known that she was persona non grata for for discriminating against those people and 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 holding those people in contempt the gay community called her in contempt and, and made an example out of her you know and she eventually had to grant the licenses or be kicked out of her position you know like she had to suffer consequences for doing what she did i think we should treat i think we should treat our politicians the same exact way that the Gay community treats anti gay politicians. I think they should be run out of politics or at the very least they need to lose political elections. It has to be there has to be a price for denying people civil rights or denying people certain liberties if If you are a politician you have you have to win over your constituents. you have to look at their needs you have to respond to their needs. And there's going to be things that your po- that your population wants, such as legal cannabis. And you know, you yourself are are just a wine and beer drinker, and you don't like cannabis. But if your citizens vote in favor of it, it's up to you to oversee the will of the people and put aside your f- personal feelings. Okay, I don't. I'm allergic to to shellfish. But do you do you see me wanting to have that stuff banned because I can't handle it? No. No, I mean, I don't do that. I don't roll that way because I mean, it's you can't deny people stuff just because you yourself can't handle it. That's just not how the way just how things work.
1: But um, let's, let's do this. All right. So this is from dig Boston.
0: They're an independent outlet that does a lot of good work. Um, I think it's imperative that we support local um media when we have the ability to do so um so this is so Look at the video of this um they have like a donate button they put out a lot of good articles and a lot of good work um indie media um like like ourselves um like like this podcast um you know it runs on it runs on the runs off the listeners and off the readers and the subscribers and donating helps them continue doing what they're doing. So without further ado, let's, let's talk about this. So this from Dick Boston and it was written by Dan McCarthy. Range of voices testified to open cannabis dispensaries during pandemic quote. I think it's bananas that we're not allowing these retailers to open in a safe controlled way to serve the needs of the commonwealth in the time of emergency. The state of emergency facing small businesses and cannabis industry in particular was at the center of a virtual meeting held by the joint committee of community development and small businesses on Tuesday. Bill, Bill S or Senate bill 2643 filed by committee chair, Diana Soglio Diag- Diag- this month, is an emergency legislation armed to create a Massachusetts Paycheck Protection Program in, for businesses ineligible for comparable federal PPP. A public agency would be tasked with developing regulations for the service within 30 days of the bill's enactment. So far, 15 lawmakers have signed on in support. The bill itself does not explicitly focus on cannabis, but with the majority of the virtual session being dominated by impassioned and data rich monologues from the base state cannabis and hemp industry, the measure and its potential immediate benefits to qualifying recipients potentially be provided lifetime in an otherwise or lifeline in an otherwise morbid business landscape across the state. On Tuesday, the chorus of testimonies came from a kaleidoscopic mix of local business owners, nonprofit representatives, community activists, and community and cannabis industry CEOs and leaders. Nearly everyone from the cannabis industry echoed sentiments. CCC Commissioner Shalene Title also told National Outlet, "Marijuana moment one day before the hearing." Quote, the COVID-19 pandemic, the exclusion of the federal emergency relief, and the state's orders, order closing those businesses, all threaten the commitments to racial and economic equality that are explicitly integral to the laws that govern our state's cannabis industry. Title noted, this type of state financial support would help Massachusetts preserve the gains that it has made for small businesses. End quote. In Tuesday's virtual hearing, the state. State Senator Sonia Cheng-Diaz emphasized that it is well within the reach of the Commonwealth to reopen adult-use businesses with special conditions, curbside pickup, vigilant procedures, safety for workers and consumers. The cannabis industry, she noted, already operates on par, if not under greater health restrictions, than peers in the alcohol and restaurant industry. Bingo. Amen, sister. That's true. That's very true. I mean, you go to a liquor store. I mean, I've been to liquor stores during this. Like most of them have been responsible. The one I go to is pretty has been responsible. The um, you know, they have like a they have a uh sort of glass pane between you and the person and and the clerk to sort of prevent disease. Everyone. Most people were wearing masks in my neighborhood. Um. But um, but cannabis stores, I I, I would wager um, they're wiping down the places more. I mean, they check your they check your flipping ID in most cannabis places like two times. So they they're already having to operate on very stringent requirements. Again, I've worked I've worked in in companies where we get regulated by the FDA. That was like my first job. Like I've mentioned out, out of out of college um some of the things i've heard about about seed to sale and and how how um dispensaries both adult use and medical are regulated in these legal states it's very you know it's 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 even more stricter than than stuff i've had to do for the fda and i'm not i'm not even joking when i say it like they like the, they regulate cannabis across the united states like
1: it's plutonium it's 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 utterly and completely ridiculous but that's what ends up happening.
0: It would be a revenue generator for communities and the state, Chang Dia said. We're contemplating a supplemental budget to meet the needs of communities. And I think that it's bananas that we're not allowing these retailers to open in a safe and controlled way to serve the needs of the Commonwealth and in this time of emergency. Exactly. For whatever reason, like we've mentioned in previous episodes, a lot of people, myself included, get priced out of the medical marijuana market. You know, we can't pay the $200 it is to renew or we can't... Um, or you know the yeah we can't afford re- the two hundred is to renew and some of us I I haven't been to a recreational store because I mean the prices are still too high in this state they're still still like seventy per eighth or 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 around that after you factor in the twenty percent tax and um so I mean I just like I've said I just buy for my main caregiver I, I I have a system that works for me that's affordable for me I don't really. I kind of exist outside the system at this point, but a lot of people, whether because they work a job um, where they can't get a card, um, they're a veteran, they don't want to use VA benefits or they don't want the VA being privy to them using or they're in subsidized housing and they don't want a card because you you can have controlled substances like cannabis in subsidized housing. And if you have a paper trail approver, you're on the quote unquote list um, a lot of people, you know, rightly or wrongly, feel that they can be targeted, and I've I've seen stories of people even of people in subsidized housing just using edibles, and then they still got
1: ratted out, and they still got in trouble. So it it still has happened before. But let's let's continue. The senator added that it is a self inflicted wound.
0: We can cure in the Commonwealth and solve it in an hour of need. Chang Diaz said that she and her colleagues are increasingly hearing from consumers, businesses, and business owners about how unfair the closure of recreational dispensaries are compared to the treatment of liquor stores. If it's a tolerable risk, she said, the adult use shops would be no different if restricted to customers from mass. Massachusetts is the only state in the country with legal cannabis use and sales to men and and sales to mandate the shutting down of adult use retail storefronts and businesses. A fact that wasn't lost on these and those offering testimony again we're it's embarrassing it really is it makes it like Baker's making himself stuff look down himself making our state look like the puritanical tight stiffs that the rest of the country seems to think we are I mean he's, he's adding credence to that sort of perception by being like, "Oh, we have to close it uh public safety all right then how comes Colorado isn't closing their their adult use stores. People you know, from Nebraska and Kansas come over to Colorado to get medicine i don't I, I, I don't see the governor raising that same concern or in California California people are. or let's say Oregon, for example, people are coming in from Idaho. People are coming in from Idaho to go to the dispensaries. Yeah, I don't see, I don't see the, the, the governor of Oregon being like, oh, we have to close the adult use stores because then we have all these people come from Idaho or Montana and they can come and spread the, the, the coronavirus and, you know, th- you know, think of the children, yada, yada, yada. I don't see that coming out of her. But because our governor and our officials never wanted us to have it legal, we have these lawmakers throwing up roadblocks where they feel that they can throw roadblocks and they feel that they can get away with it. And they do because sadly, can, you know, cannabis and like, we don't have as long of a as long and as, and as storied of a history with cannabis as a lot of the West Coast has. This is still new to Massachusetts. I mean, you have to keep in mind that prior to two thousand and eight, we were a hardcore prohibition state. Um two thousand and eight, um November two thousand and eight was when we when we voted to decriminalize cannabis. But um there were also, there were also stories about staff layoffs, burnt sweat equity, and the impact on the non-cannabis specific ancillary businesses. Others spoke about the massive loss of tax revenue that normally flows from these businesses into communities and into the state. Local independent business owners chimed in from across the state. Chuck Sava, CEO of Bewell with operations in Merrimack and Lowell. Ellen Rosenfeld, president of family owned and operated Comican with operations in Medway, Millis, and Southboro. Meg Sanders, co-owner of Canna Provisions and Lee, and Caroline Pinew of Stam and Haverl. Again, I um we we've covered um Caroline Pinew's battle with um some with some restaurant owners and some um other uh folks that have reefer madness around Haverhill that wanted to sort of shut down or wanted to prevent her from opening her dispensary, but um you know the cannabis community has sort of prevailed for her and have have sort of been on her side, and you know the process has been able to sort of move for her. But since this sort of shutdown of the adult use stores and and, and licensing because of COVID, um, you know she's been having delays like all these other folks as well too, and you know a lot of people they're they're having to pay rent on property that they can't use. You know um. Mm-hmm. And especially if, if they're if they're just a recreational store, you have to realize that if you're just a recreational store and you're not co-located, you can't sell your inventory to the medical stores. But if you're co-located, you can. So places like Pure Oasis that just opened before this pandemic started, they're they're going to be very screwed. Caroline's um, Caroline's in I want to say it's in Uxbridge or something like that. Caroline's cannabis, that's a, that's a craft cannabis and, 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 um you know, craft owned, you know, it's not a mega corporation, it's a mom and pop cannabis store. They're going to be especially screwed and especially vulnerable to this. And I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of all of this... If our industry gets bought out by Canada or gets bought out by multinationals in California or Colorado or whatever, I wouldn't be surprised if most of the, most of the adult you've seen when when COVID is all said and done is 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 owned not by people of Massachusetts but by by people um, in other states and people in Canada that that aren't being shut down. So they're going to use this to their advantage. They're going to buy us out. And, you know, it's not going to be about enriching Massachusetts and helping the citizens of Massachusetts It's going to be about helping these multinational folks that bought us out because um, our governor who hates cannabis was stupid enough to close the shops when like, like the article said, all the other states that have adult use haven't didn't didn't overreact and close everything. Again, Colorado. Look at Colorado on a map. You know, Nebraska on the eastern side of it is not too far away from Colorado. Kansas, that, that ain't too far away too. Um, you know, people are and there's some people coming in from Texas, I would imagine, too. Look at look at Colorado on map. You you think people aren't making the drive? I've I've read articles of people from like southern Texas driving all the way to Colorado to get medicine because Texas hasn't legalized yet. People will drive from all over to get this medicine. Um, you know, when we before COVID, before I mean before COVID had happened and when the rec stores through the slow trickle of our of our anti-cannabis lawmakers were opening you we right there's one dispensary i think uh theory wellness in western massachusetts was getting half its half its people half its um folks from 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 new york like this is so popular people will will do what is needed to get this medicine baker could have kept the stores open but kept but had used his emergency powers to keep it to just people within the state and he would have been within his authority to do so like the judge had said in the ruling that Ruling where the cannabis stores sued Baker, the judge ruled that Baker had the authority to close down the shops, but they could reopen again through
1: through responsible measures, but he doesn't want to do that. In her turn, Pineau broadcasts
0: from her empty retail store front to underscore the impact that the assistance from the bill could provide a woman owned business with millions of dollars and several years of work invested. And what about the, what about the what about like the people of color that are taken off the board that don't have, that are less likely to have the millions of dollars to rent out a place, um, you know, do the, what's the name? The local host agreements, you know, have lawyers, have consultants, have all those people square away that paperwork so they can be a compliant cannabis business. It's, I mean, there's only one minority-owned business, and that's Pure Oasis right now. Um, again, I'm not trying to take away from Pi. Now, I mean, you know, as a as a, as a woman, you know, there's a lot that a lot of of crap that women have to go through in this industry. But I especially worry about you know minority women, minority men they're are taken off the board they don't even have the millions to to play the game at all. There's so many people of color that don't that want to do this but don't have the millions to they're taken immediately off the board but again, I mean again i would i I can't wait to go to her dispensary when it opens up because that's going to be the one of the nearer ones in my area because so much of Essex County, which is a county I live in, a lot of the towns including the including where this it, this broadcast is, is 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 recorded out of they banned they banned the the stores from opening and um
1: because of that um you have cannabis deserts um even in california you have cal- cannabis deserts you have parts
0: of the state where they chose to just like a lot of a lot of municipalities opted out and banned it from 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 their area but again i look forward to supporting her business when it opens i do i'm relying on this business to support my family she said in her testimony so i ask you what do i do why do i not matter to this administration again true words can't be spoken it's like it's like baker and healy especially baker um like they they still see like they still believe what Richard Nixon taught them when they were children that it's it's or when they were teenagers uh, uh, that all drugs besides alcohol are bad. Um, it will make you a deadhead if you do it. Um, you better you better experiment in college and you better stop after college and, and and hunker down get a real job get a real career pee into a cup Um you know cannabis is for the lives and losers it's for deadheads it's for people play video games all day um it's for people to it's for people to it's, it's gonna usher in sodom and gomorrah if we allow this to be legal and you know they still believe what grandpa reagan told them that drugs are bad or whatever like they're still operating on that mindset you know it's like you get to a certain age or whatever i think it's like I think I read something where it's like 37 or 38 or whatever you become crystallized in your thinking and it's hard for you to take in it's hard it becomes harder for you you become set in your ways at a certain age Like I think at 37 you become set in your your, your fashion choices like I'm not saying that people can't change them but you get to a certain age Certain views, certain biases, you have become crystallized. You continue to seek. You seek out people that have those biases, too. You you only engage in pe- with people that that only drink. So it becomes very easy for someone like Charlie Baker, someone like Maury Healy that, you know, if they've ever done it before, haven't done it since 70s, 80s, whatever, and it's just a deadhead loser sort of thing to them. That's, that's the mindset that they operate on. It does. It, it, it we don't matter to them. That's the answer. And 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 Pineau is right in, in thinking that we don't matter to them. We're deadheads to them. We're, we're low lives to them. They can get. They they feel that they can get away with it, and they can because again, we were a hardcore prohibitionist state until until twelve years ago. So our apparatus, our, our activists, or our our sort of our sort of lobby against the government is not that strong right now it's getting there. We have a lot of good people. We have people like the young jerks and people like Mutt Crawford, you know, we have people like Grant Smith. We have a lot, a lot of good people that are, that, that, that are advocating, you know, the mass messages, recreational council. I mean, you know, Joey and Kamani are doing a lot of good work. Um, but again, we're not California. We're not, we don't have that long, you know, the Western States decriminalized in the seventies, you know, so they had, they had decades of, of sort of having that industry in their lives one way or the other, you know. It's more normalized in the West Coast as opposed to Massachusetts. So part of that is a structural thing. We have to build that infrastructure and hopefully, um, sadly, I hate saying this, but maybe this is going to be a wake-up call for for all of us. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe we need to get a cannabis caucus in Massachusetts. Maybe... You know, maybe we need to be more like California. And I'll talk about this at the end, but let's 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 continue this article and why do I not matter to this administration? If we continue to remain unable to open or excluded from funding, it will just derail the entire industry. Again, Charlie Baker is a Republican. He's a conservative. Conservatives are all always talk about oh we have to bring the jobs back we can't let China take all our jobs we can't let um, India take all our jobs we can't be outsourcing we have to bring the jobs here we have to keep good paying jobs for Americans we have to take care of the Americans first and then you have all these people like oh my god the United States like we're we're 50 states but we're like 50 different countries because all the states can do their own thing bro and um, state state autonomy. All the states are like individual countries. Why, and why do you think they have their own flag? Okay, well, with that logic, like a lot of conservatives like to say, "Oh, you know, states states are laboratory of democracy, or states have to sort of look out for their own interests, like their like their their own countries within the United States." If that is the case, it's Charlie Baker's responsibility to keep jobs within Massachusetts and keep um the industry owned by base staters instead of outside people buying us up because he arbitrarily decided to close the dispensaries. Like, I mean that's what that's 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 what we're dealing with right now. He arbitrarily decided to close them. And you know, when all said and done this is over, the money has to come from somewhere to pay the rent and to pay for these facilities. You know, guess guess who's not closed for business, you know, all the other all the other ten states or whatever, they're not closed to retail sales, and their companies are still making bank at this time. And if they're still making bank at this time, guess who's gonna buy them out? The other the the adult use markets in other states will buy out our markets, and they're not gonna be owned by Massachusetts people anymore. Or worse yet, I mean, none against Canada. I love my Canadian listeners, I love all my listeners, but I do think we have to we have to keep the industry um, we have to keep it so the people Massachusetts get prioritized and
1: they don't get bought out by Canada you know but that's what it's looking like it's gonna happen on that note chair De Zoglio clarified the PPP bill
0: is needed she said because we're not allowing these businesses to open with restrictions If the proposed legislation passes, the obvious next issue will be who gets what, and moreover, who oversees who gets what. Shagun Itawu, Executive Director of the Black Economic Council of Massachusetts, spoke in support of both bills, but noted that any PPP fund must have specific designations for minorities. Quote, more than 90% of the businesses in the U.S. do not gain access to these federal triple P programs. So any local triple P program must set aside tools and access to proper paperwork for minority owned businesses. Ito said, quote, otherwise they will be shut out of the process again. Ito cited that one Bay state minority owned cannabis business opened just before the shutdown order and is now isn't eligible for exists. Federal um assistance and i'm i'm guessing he's referring to um i'm guessing that they're referring to pure oasis that, that again they're a minority owned sort of company they just opened before this sort of pandemic took place but um
1: but now they're they're, they're, they're up shit's creek without a paddle right now sadly now He also urged the committee to form a tracking task force to ensure that
0: any of the Triple P assistance for the Commonwealth would, in fact, go to the business and the communities that need it most. David O'Brien, president of the Massachusetts Cannabis Business Association, CBA, represents a smaller and emerging cannabis operators and ancillary businesses, many of them minority woman or LGBTQ owned. He said that since recreational cannabis businesses are shut out of federal COVID assistance, there is an extraordinary need for the state's regulatory body to support the bill. The day that Governor Charlie Baker instituted the stay-at-home order in March, forcing non-essential cannabis businesses to close, O'Brien said his team conducted a survey of the state's cannabis industry, asking what would be the greatest impact on them during close-down. Quote, the top four answers submitted were layoffs, health concerns for employees, customers, access to capital, cash flow, and to cover the expenses during the period, O'Brien said. I asked to see if the CCT will offer a letter to you in support of your Triple P legislation. They've, they've, they're they already on record for doing it. I don't imagine that it's much of a stress to voice support for a industry that they oversee. Mitzi Hollenbeck, a former Lakeville select woman, is a partner of the CPA firm Citrin Cooperman, is the founder of the co-leader is founder and co-leader of the firm's cannabis practice. She's joined others in explaining what is at stake for a state that is already going to endure significant financial hardships due to the pandemic. Based on the local revenue, what we have is a million, what we have is about 600 million in sales since recreational sales became legal that's generated about 120 million of revenue that went into local communities Holland Beck said this is essential to local businesses and to the Massachusetts economy. end of article written by Dan McCarthy so I did want to close off with one more thing before I close out this episode. So like I said, in California for example, um again, they've had decriminalized cannabis since the 70s. Um they were early adopters and sort of lowering penalties like a lot of the West Coast and Colorado and you know, they they were the first state to legalize medical um I mean, it, believe it or not, it was legal in San Francisco in the early '90s. I think they they legalized it on a local municipal level in San Francisco, and then five or six years later, '96. That's when the the medical marijuana bill, the or Prop Two Fifteen S Prop Two Fifteen. That's when that that passed and broadly legalized medical marijuana cultivation, growing, and possessing. But um, but but the thing is even if you make it legal in a city or a state, you still run up against your local state legislatures, your your state assembly people, your state um, your state senators, your state or your, your delegates, whatever in whatever state you happen to live in on a local level, even if you legalize it for medical purposes or for all adults over the age of 21, you're still having to battle local government. You know, you still have local officials on the city level that can ban, um, cannabis businesses from operating within the city, uh, uh, city council people, five or six of them can unanimously ban all business in a, in a particular city or town, um, you have to worry about that you have to worry about lawmakers that will that will throw your bill in committee because it has cannabis next to it and they don't like it they don't like cannabis so you know they're going to block it because of their own biases you have to you have to go through, you have to you have to account for those sort of factors but there's an organization in California that lobbies specifically for the needs of cannabis users in that state um California they, i mean there's a like they have an apparatus to put their sort of cannabis legislatures and their cannabis local officials in, in office. And this is called the Brownie Mary Democrats. And I think Massachusetts needs an equivalent of this. Hopefully this, this, this ordeal we've gone through with our governor unanimously closing up the stores will give this, will give folks the wake up call that is needed. Um, All right, so let's read the article. Brownie Mary Democrats. About the Brownie Mary Democrats of California are one of the only nine statewide Democratic organizations to officially be chartered by the California Democratic Party. We are the first marijuana organization ever to be officially connected and be part of a major political party. Our mission is to... Promote the Democratic Party and the election of Democrats to office on the federal, state, and local level. Protect the rights. It, pre, this is part of this is part of the Brownie Mary Democrats Caucus um, platform and their code. I'll, I'll, I'm going to read this a couple of times here. This this their mission statement. Protect the rights of medical marijuana patients. Repeal marijuana prohibition and place a legal system that allows marijuana to be safely, reliably, and locally and affordably accessible. End the futile and inhumane. End the, end the futile, racist, inhumane, and exonerate the war on drugs. So let's read, let's read this mission statement again. Promote the Democratic Party or the election of Democrats to office on a federal, state, and local level. Protect the rights of medical marijuana patients. Repeal marijuana prohibition and replace it with a legal system that allows marijuana to be safely, reliably, locally, and affordably accessible. End the futile, racist, inhumane, and exonerate extorn- war on drugs exorbitant war on drugs. So there you have it. This is the mission statement. You know, this is a group, this is a group that has some sway in California,
1: you know, I mean, they have the, you know, they have a voice, you know, like, you know, do they,
0: are things perfect in California? No, but, you know, you have enough people in politics on the state and the local level that a governor is not going to just unanimously ban um um on cannabis dispensaries or unanimously um block their function or whatever or, or 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 shut it down like governor baker did first of all cannabis has been entrenched in in California for many many decades although there are reforms although there are red areas that they're hostile to the past, like any other state because you have because you've had You've created a political advocacy group within 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 the state. Lawmakers have a healthy fear of cannabis users in California. They're not going to be on extra onerous. They're not going to just create regulation on a whim to destroy that industry because there are enough people that will rise up and slap it down. But again, we we're not we're still very new at this in Massachusetts. Working within the California Democratic Party, we have made ending marijuana prohibition a major priority. Priority. Key operative word. It wasn't always that way. Planks calling for California's Democratic Party to support the legalization of marijuana had failed many times. In 2014, Brown Mary, California introduced a plank call, calling on the party to support the legalization, recreation, and taxation of marijuana in a manner similar to Jack Owl. If passed by a unanimous vote, the delegates, the delegates of the 2014 state convention, the largest political party in the nation, as well as the party in charge of the government of the sixth largest economy in the world. Californians, don't, they never let you not know that they're the sixth largest economy. It's in almost every literature. We're the sixth largest economy. We're the sixth largest economy. We could be our own country. I love I love all of you in California, but it's like I I have to hear that every time things get brought up about California, kind of gets kind of gets annoying. I'm sure me talking about the Patriots or me tweeting about the Patriots annoys people too. So again, uh, it's, it is what it is, you know. But yeah, you guys
1: never not let us know that you're the sixth largest economy any every chance you get. <laughs> officially put so they officially put its
0: imprimatur in it officially put a a plank in it in 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 the state platform to end cannabis prohibition the passage of the resolution The passage of the resolution set the stage for the party's endorsement and active support of Prop 64, which was one of the major reasons for success of the California Marijuana Legalization Initiative. In 2016, there was almost 8 million registered Democrats in California. Polls told that 60% of Democrats favored legalization, but that still left over 3 million Democrats opposed or sitting on the fence with much of the party's 2016 campaign literature supporting a yes vote on Prop 64. Many believe that it w- it was what that it was this, that this fervent support of the California Democratic Party that convinced many of these undecided Democrats to vote yes in Prop 64. The large number of Democratic votes resulted in an overwhelming victory of 57% of the vote. California is a state, the largest state in the country, um, in the largest cannabis market and the sixth largest economy, like they always let us know. They were able to get this to pass by the largest margin of all the other states, California, 57%. I think Michigan was like 55, 56. Massachusetts was about 54%. You know, um, struggling to remember how how much it passed by in in Oregon or Washington um, I'm kind of hazy on that right now um but they got it to pass by the largest margin you know having a having your or ending the political party in your state and working to elect pro-cannabis leaders and working to convince the people that are the people in your party that are against it that does wonders they they had the they had the highest amount of success in in terms of their yes vote, so having an on code having an on code organization that works for the interests of cannabis consumers in Massachusetts again we're trying to get that pop off we're trying to get that to pop off, and a lot of a lot of good people are doing a good job at that um The Massachusetts Recreational Council. Again, I'm always going to recommend them because they're they're putting in the good work and they're doing they're doing exactly this for the most part on on a lesser sort of budget and with less resources. But they're doing exactly this. They're winning over people on city levels, they're winning over people on state levels. They're trying to make sure that this becomes a priority issue to our politicians. They're doing excellent lobbying work. I'm going to link to them in the description so you can support them if you live in mass. Although local governments cannot ban personal possession and the cultivation of six plants for residents, many cities and counties are opting to use their zoning ordinance to ban the implementation of commercial cultivation, manufacture, and distribution of marijuana permitted under Prop 64. This makes legal local access difficult, if not impossible, for many California residents. Brownie Mary California is working to undo many of these bans by connecting with local marijuana activists, with local Democratic Party members to contact and convince local Democratic Party office holders to support and introduce the necessary local ordinances to allow the implementation of Prop 64 provisions, allowing for the commercial production and distribution of marijuana. Marijuana still remains legal on the federal level, with current Republican administration in charge of all three branches of the federal government, undoing federal prohibition remains an uphill battle. Brownie Mary California is proud that over 95% of California Democratic Congressional delegation continually supports their votes in the House of Representatives legislation will ease the current laws on marijuana prohibition as well as allowing states to regulate marijuana free of of federal interference so yes getting your your delegation in your state getting if you live in a legal state like I mean, in Massachusetts, we we have eleven electoral votes, so that's that means we have nine representatives and we have two senators. It has to be a priority to make all nine of those reps in favor of cannabis, and it has to be a priority. I mean, thankfully, Elizabeth Warren, thankfully Ed Markey, Ed Markey has been more pro, has been tweeting more pro cannabis stuff. But we, as an apparatus, have to find a way to get the entire delegation, if not most of them. Onboard with cannabis with ending cannabis prohibition and using their muscle in Congress to actually make that a reality on a state level you have to kick out the prohibitionists that are going to get in the way of what the majority of the people want you know they have to be it has there has to be consequences to going
1: against the will of the people in your state. Most California Republican congressional representatives continue to support the Trump administration and AG Jeff
0: Sessions. To, he's no longer AG anymore, but to roll back any attempts by the states to legalize marijuana, as well as reinvigorate the war on drugs, which the Obama Obama administration have begun winding down. Brownie Mary California will work with Democrats everywhere to restore Democrats to control federal government. Brownie Mary. California will work to work with Cal Dem and elected democratic officials on the state and local level to actively support the implementation of Prop 64 to make those changes deemed necessary to improve it. Coordinate actions to develop support among California state legislatures to protect the rights and the, medical marijuana of medical marijuana patients and make access for both medical marijuana patients and adult use consumers safe, reliable, legal and affordable affordable that that word, if you're looking at the video version of this, it's in all caps, all caps affordable. Let's let's read that line again, because that's as what the regulators in Massachusetts have failed to do. Coordinate, actions to develop support among California state legislatures to protect the rights of medical marijuana patients and to make access for both medical marijuana patients and adult use consumers safe, reliable, legal, and affordable with the word affordable being in all caps. Work with the California democratic congressional delegation to support enacting federal legislation to support the ability of states to legalize and regulate marijuana network with Democrats across the country to form their own organizations with their local state democratic parties to achieve the same success that we have achieved in California. Form coalitions across a broad spectrum of progressive organizations to bring the end of the war on drugs and to develop a policy based on science and compassion to deal with the problems caused by the abuse of both legal and illegal drugs. The Bunny Mary Democrats of California is open to all California Democrats. We invite you to join us. As a member, you will receive periodic updates on our meetings, events, and actions. Membership in a statewide organization allows you to attend our general membership meetings held annually at the Democratic State Convention and at each of the two executive board meetings. You will also be able to participate in our statewide teleconferences where you can join us on the phone in the comfort of your own home, or wherever you happen to be at that time. Standard memberships in the Brownie Mary Democrats are only $10. Seniors, veterans, and students, and low-income are only $5, with free memberships available to those who are financially insolvent. To join us, click here. Thank you for your interest and participation with the Brownie Mary Democrats of California. If you have any questions or any additional information, please contact me at any time at 760-799-255 I mean 2055. Let me read that again. To you can contact me at any time at 760-799-2055. Or send an email to Lanny at BrownieMaryDemocrats.org. And by the way, if you're currently not registered to vote and want to change your party affiliation to Democrat, you can do so by clicking here. Sincerely, Larry RN RNLNC, Chair and Founder. This is the kind of political muscle Massachusetts needs. We need a Cannabis Caucus um, we need to we need to further condo- consolidate party. I um, mean, we need to further consolidate power. Excuse me. We need to further consolidate power with the organizations that are starting to form here in Massachusetts. We need to support mass recreational council as much as we can. We need to support indie media as much as we can, and we need to develop an apparatus like this that pressures members of our state parties and 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 city council people to act in the best interests of cannabis users in Massachusetts. This is much needed in Massachusetts to need to consolidate power. We can use this operate. We can use this setback that we're facing in Massachusetts to make something big, to make an apparatus that, that has actual political power. So again, um, this mega episode um, as always, I can be found on various um, different platforms that sort of wraps up what, I have to sort of say about this, I've rambled on for almost an hour now, but um, I can be found wherever you find podcasts. I can be found on Instagram at IamGammaSativa. I can be found on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. And if you like what we're doing and you find yourself coming around often, do it, you can become a Patreon. We're going to put that link in the description. So as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao. and you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And if you're in Northeast New England and you're in Eastern Massachusetts, especially, or, or um, Southern New Hampshire or Southern Maine, then you can get some great and inexpensive CBD flour delivered directly to your door very quickly. And you can do this by going to https: colon slash slash shop dot slash question mark ref equals d
1: scotland. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.